Super Talk Mississippi Media Production. Gateway Rescue Mission, meeting the physical and spiritual needs of the homeless right here in Jackson, Mississippi. Check us out at www.gatewaymission.org. Welcome in, everybody, on this Friday to the Rebel Report. I'm Michael Borky. Always glad that you are with me. Today, uh, a couple of things, a handful of things for you. First, uh, I, I say first, at the end, I'm going to play for you Lane Kiffin's media op this week. Uh, a couple of you guys uh, said thank you for playing those because you don't see them otherwise. And so, yeah, you'll hear from Lane Kiffin again, this time uh, talking about the quarterback competition and stuff like that. Also, I'll put uh, Michael Trigg at the very end as well. So Lane Kiffin and Michael Trigg post-practice audio will be at the end of this. I've got a quick thought on baseball. Now, most of you are going to be listening to this over the weekend. Uh, So baseball will already have started. But Mike Bianco is messing with the rotation again, even though it worked last weekend. In Or excuse me, not in Tuscaloosa, in Lexington. It worked last weekend in Lexington, now playing Alabama at home going with a different order at worst. It's two TBAs again, but it's not Dylan DeLucia pitching on Friday night. So stuff to get to there, no doubt. But most importantly, I've got a football thought for you. I have a football thought for you when it comes to Matt Corral. Matt Corral has a huge week upcoming next weekend. So let's start with that. Then I'll get to all the other stuff here after that. Matt Corral has a massive week upcoming a huge week upcoming I don't know if you've noticed this I find it rather bizarre if we're being honest uh Matt Corral according to some of the mock drafts out there has fallen into the second round Dane Brugler and his big um draft guide that just came out I think this morning or yesterday has him as a second or third round grade uh Mel Kuyper and um Todd McShay, sorry, his name escaped me for a second. He's in and out of ESPN. Uh, Todd McShay, their mock drafts uh, are seemingly showing Matt Corral dropping out of the first round, which, you know, is entirely possible. I I find that totally bizarre. I have seen Kenny Pickett play multiple times. I've seen Malik Willis play. I've seen Desmond Ritter play. I I don't know what those guys have that Matt Corral does not have. And spare me the questions about his maturity or leadership when you're referencing something that happened five years ago. I think that's so bizarre that they do that, but yet they do. And there's a chance that Matt Corral drops out of the first round. Uh, that's what a lot of these mocks are showing. But there's also a chance he gets picked in the first round. Here's why I say he's got a big week upcoming. According to Adam Schefter, next week, Matt Corral is set to meet with the Panthers, who have the pick at number six, the Eagles, the Steelers, the Saints, and the Falcons. Matt Corral is meeting with the Panthers, Eagles, Steelers, Saints, and Falcons all next week. So this idea that he's falling out of the first round could change depending on how these meetings and stuff go. It's a huge week for him. It's a massive week for him. Because I've seen people say things like, oh, it's fine if he drops because a better team will get him. And sure, that that's fine. But when you're applying that logic to dropping out of the first round, 
I don't agree with that line of thinking, that logic at all. In fact, I disagree with it strongly. First round picks, uh, one, it's more money. It's also uh, almost locking you into further opportunities down the road if things don't go well right away for some reason. I have heard uh, former executives, former players all talk about how the, the label first round pick gives you more opportunities that you maybe didn't deserve otherwise. But if he falls to the beginning of the second round, that's where all the bad teams are again. Uh, so that, that logic doesn't really fit for me. But also, you want to be able to sell your program having a first-round pick at quarterback. It blows my mind that that's even a concept that could happen. If you give me Kenny Pickett over Matt Corral, I think you're crazy. If the Saints pick Kenny Pickett over Matt Corral, I will be pissed. Because I'm a Saints fan. And I don't think Kenny Pickett's better than Matt Corral. I don't think Malik Willis may have more physical tools, but I've seen him play. I don't think he's he's the same. But this week can change that. It seems like Mike Tomlin is very curious about Matt Corral. Pittsburgh would be an ideal destination for him. All of those teams are in the market for a quarterback if he can impress. So, uh, the, I've seen that he has fallen in some of these mocks. Those guys don't just pull stuff out of their rear ends. They actually, they, they really actually talk to people within these teams and they're gauging what they're hearing about these players and creating these mocks. Some guys don't. Some guys like Bruce Feldman just kind of pull stuff out of their butt like he did with his mock draft that came out last week. It was very bad. Uh, but guys like Dane Brugler are pretty plugged in. Todd McShay, although he certainly got uh, you know his own accuracy issues, but they all do. It's a very tough thing to do. He's not making this up. He, they are talking to people. Mel Kuyper is talking to people. They have not always been right, but they, they don't just make this stuff up. Uh, him falling could be a product of that being accurate. However, this is a big week for Matt Corral, and by proxy, it's a big week, big week for Ole Miss. All of those teams are in the quarterback market, uh, including the Saints. I think the Saints are in the quarterback market, especially with multiple first-round picks now. Uh, they're in the market, and he'd be a good fit in New Orleans. Hell, I think he'd be a good fit in Philly. The only one that doesn't make a whole lot of sense to me, I think, is Carolina uh, so early. But Matt Rule, if you guys remember Ole Miss's pro day, Matt Rule was really plugged into what Matt Corral was doing uh, when he was a part of Ole Miss pro day. So I don't understand why it's happening. I just know that it is. But I know that next week is absolutely massive for Matt Corral. Visiting the Panthers, Eagles, Steelers, Saints, and Falcons all next week. Those are all top 30 visits. It's, it's a big deal. It's a really big deal, and if uh, he, if he can impress, maybe he will be that first-round pick after all that he deserves to be, by the way. He deserves to be that. Uh, you just hope that he is. The podcast is brought to you by LBs just across from Kroger on University Avenue. Go by and see Greg and tell him that I sent you. It is the best place in Mississippi to get your meat. I know this weekend's going to be a little bit chilly at the ballpark, uh, but if you're going to be cooking with meat anytime, not just on the weekend, but anytime, if you're going to be cooking with meat, You've got to get that started at LB's. They don't just have a great selection. They have great advice, too. That's something that I've heard often from people that go there. It's it's not just they're not going to sell you the product. They're going to tell you if you want them to. They're going to tell you exactly how uh, it should be cooked, and they've got great sides and daily lunch specials and big-time supporters uh, of Old Miss Athletics, especially 
Ole Miss baseball. So check them out. LB is just across from Kroger on University Avenue right there in Oxford. Also, don't forget, if you uh, have not already, follow me on Twitter at Michael Borky, on Facebook under the same name, and YouTube. Just, again, under the same name. Subscribe to my YouTube channel if you haven't already. The occasional live stream, the occasional video comes up on there as well. And if you haven't subscribed to this podcast already, wherever you get them, search Rebel Report, wherever you get your podcast, and you can find this there. Quick thought on baseball. Again, I know that it's Friday. Uh, a lot of you guys listen the day, at, uh, you know, up to 48 hours after these get posted. Um, Mike, Bianco, Mike Bianco is going with Hunter Elliott, TBA, TBA this weekend. And going into last weekend, I praised the decision to kind of blow it up and start over because it had to be done. What they were doing was completely and totally and utterly unsustainable. That was not going to work, and they were not going to win games that way. I'm, (laughs) I don't know if confused is the right word, because Richard on the radio show yesterday tried to apply uh, some logic that counters my thoughts on it. And it does make sense when you're talking about you've decided to basically go to openers or let them pitch as long as they need to do it based on matchups, whatever, whatever. You finally did something that worked. You finally did something that worked. It worked. For the first time this season, you had a weekend that was filled with quality starts on the mound, not by definition, but just by... they, They were good starts, all three on the weekend, and you won a series on the road with three very good starts. And instead of running that back, you go Elliott Friday and then TBA, TBA, which I guess gives you the possibility of pitching DeLucia maybe Friday night, you know, in relief. I I, I, I don't quite understand blowing it up again when your experiment worked last weekend. Delucia gives you the kind of stuff that you need on Friday nights. He had that mentality. And, oh, well, you start Elliott because of matchups. I mean, eventually somebody else, it's not a one-game series, it's a three-game series. You have to start two other guys. I I don't quite, I I don't understand it. Um, We'll see if it works. I, I can't believe Delucia didn't show you enough to solidify a weekend starting spot. I think using him in relief after what he showed you last weekend would be a mistake, would be a very big mistake. Uh, I I really believe that to be true. So we'll see if it works. It's uh, definitely interesting, if nothing else, but strikes me as a mistake. But I would love to be proven wrong, and we'll be able to talk about that on Sunday. (laughs) And uh, hopefully after a series win, but I don't understand the method going into this weekend. I praised it last weekend. I don't understand it this weekend. The podcast is also brought to you by Vantage Business Systems. ABSMS.com is the website if you're in the market for office technology of any kind and you are located anywhere in the state of Mississippi. ABSMS.com is the website. So office technology, what does that mean? Anything from copiers and printers and mail machines to cloud storage and data security. Uh, technology in the office If you're in the market for it, 
absms.com. Tell them I sent you. Get a complimentary assessment so you tell them what you need and what your budget is, and they will work to find a solution for you. absms.com. So huge weekend upcoming for Matt Corral, or huge week upcoming for Matt Corral. Uh, Big-time interviews just a couple of weeks, three weeks ahead of the draft. Still a chance he goes in the first round. Hopefully he does. You're about to hear from Lane Kiffin, and and he tells you what I was talking about. I don't think this is coach speak from Lane. Based on conversations I've had, it, it's not cut and dry with the quarterback spot. Luke Altmeyer has impressed so far this spring, and you're about to hear Lane, you know. Again, I don't think it's coach speak. He's a little coy, but I, I think he's telling you the truth, that there hasn't been separation right now. I believe him when he says that. I also think he realizes that one is more talented than the other, but it doesn't matter. It's it's how you produce, and right now, there's no clear separation. So you're going to hear that uh, and more from Lane Kiffin and also Michael Trigg to uh, to follow him. So that will end the podcast. You'll hear Lane first, then Trigg. Thank you guys so much for uh, for tuning in and, and making this short little old Miss update podcast a part of your day. And I will talk to you again after the baseball series with Alabama this weekend. Y'all have a good weekend. Here's Lane and Trigg uh, going back to back to end the podcast. Uh, a couple weeks in, uh, Saturday was good. Guys made a lot of plays, both sides. Um, it's been very competitive. I think the addition of people, like anything, always makes competition. Competition makes everything better, so that's been good. And we're just pushing along. So guys have had good energy, good attitude. Uh, A lot of the coaching adjustments with new guys on the staff also has been really good. What did you say? What what, what about the quarterback situation? I know I feel obliged to ask you about it every week, but have you seen anything that has stood out? I mean, I know it's kind of coach speak. Both guys have made a lot of plays, um, you know, and it's a good competition without getting into too much depth. Probably, you know, Jackson's made more plays down the field, but he's made more mistakes too, kind of big little, um, where Luke's been a little more consistent that way. <clears throat> probably what would happen, you know, knowing one guy's been in the system longer. So um, we'll see. Like just in terms of the early and little freshmen, um, it looked like Davison and, and, and John Kins were getting some, some pretty good run. Are those guys who you could see contributing early? I do. Um, I think both those guys uh, have come in with a unique mindset. They don't seem like – remember, these guys are really high school seniors. Uh, they don't seem that way. And so whenever you recruit guys, you see how they are as players, but you're not really sure how they're going to be maturity wise once they get here so they've done a good job learning things and and are going in there and playing with the ones true made some real circus like kind of grown man catches on saturday in that scrimmage uh, i know we asked you about it last week but what are you seeing from michael trade how does he how's he going to fit in that offense yeah he's just a unique skill set and you know Knox was here and we were talking about it afterwards and you just said grown man catches and I was trying to describe what it looks like it's kind of like you know when the older guys play with the younger guys you know and there's the guy in high school playing with the junior high kids that's kind of how he plays he's not necessarily faster and quicker than everybody but his ball control and his length um, he's just you know it's like 
looks like he's even though he's younger than them because he's a freshman. It looks like he's older than them. Um, you know, playing with younger guys is very unique. Kind of off the junkies question, you've seen a heavy rotation of all the kind of new running backs with the bullock and us. How have you seen that room kind of grow these past few weeks? Good. Again, unusual to kind of almost restart, um, you know, with only two returning guys in there. So, but but it's been good. And, you know, with a new coach as well, Blackwell in there kind of, I think in some ways is easier because it, so many people are new. Uh, and so it's been good. A lot of new faces in the front seven. Just kind of how have you seen those guys adjust to the scheme you guys do? How are you fit them? Well, I think up front we finally – you know, have gotten it close to where we wanted to be when we got here. Um, I think it's no secret, you know, we haven't felt like there's been a lot of quality players um, in the front, you know, where we could rotate and play guys, and the draft has definitely showed that as well. So I think we're we're on that way with a lot of different transfers and guys coming in where hopefully we'll be, we'll be deeper. Now our issue is linebacker because we basically lost our four, I think our four most productive linebackers. Look like on Saturday, both quarterbacks were pretty comfortable uh, with Watkins. Just what have your impressions been of him so far? Yeah, seems like a veteran coming in. Uh, you know, I actually would think if you just watched him now that he would have, you know, had a lot more production before because he seems like a veteran and savvy. And so he's been really good to, to plug in there. And obviously, he's not the size of Drummond, but the jersey number and where he plays, there's a lot of similarities. Five, four. Uh, it was good. It was neat. Um, Knox wanted to go. He's um, known some people there for a long time. Um, so that that was good for him to be able to go and, and see some people he knew. Kind of a trick question. And you talk about a lot of competitiveness. Have you seen uh, Kelly kind of step up a little bit with the trick coming in or they kind of helping each other out there? Yeah, Casey's always been really competitive and has fought through a bunch of injuries and different guys playing in front of him, and so um, he's having a really good camp, too. Is your offensive line kind of shaping up and shaking out the way that you guys anticipate it would? You know, we don't try to anticipate too much. You know, we let competition, you know, sort itself out, but um, it's kind of sorted out the way it basically started. So, uh, again, we want to see the backups improve and develop more competition there. Uh, great, honestly. Uh, you know, it's kind of different coming from Cali, but it's a great place to, like, so I can focus, lock in. I have a great time with my teammates. Talking to Dart about this if you were in another school just a couple months uh-huh. ago. Same school here. Just how is that adjustment kind of I mean, like, honestly, we do everything together, like, if he's hungry and I'm not hungry, we'll go eat together. And, like, it's just like that. That's my brother. Like, I can do anything with him. Mike, what can you tell us about your recruitment and your relationship with Jackson? I mean, did y'all hit it early on that y'all were going to go to the same school? Uh, well, honestly, when I was in high school, Jackson hit me up, like, late in the recruiting because, you know, he, was, uh, he wasn't really highly recruited until, like, late in the season. And he committed, like, a couple weeks before signing day, and then we started talking then. In our, fo- our first fall camp practice, we connected on, like, a long ball. It was on, like, three people. And then ever since then, like, we've been on the same page. We've always did extra work together. It's just been like that. How's these first two weeks been? Just adjusted to a new system? And just how's it going? Uh, I mean, it's been pretty good. I know we have uh, 
our new office analyst, uh, Dane. So we kind of like implementing some USC like spread stuff. So it's good. Well, actually, I committed to John David Baker before before uh, Coach Deggy got there. So I'm very familiar with Coach uh, Baker. How important was him in the kind of bringing all this? Uh, well, I know getting into the portal, like, that was the first person I was going to text because, like, that was who I was closest with other than Deggy. Yeah, we, we asked Jackson about this, too, but can you just kind of take us through your thought process of USC and what that kind of was like? Uh, it was a hard decision. I know my my parents had a had a lot to say in my decision. So and I was really far from home and like my mom and stuff. I just wanted to be able to like take care of her and stuff like that, honestly. How's it been with Casey kinda of helping you kind of it's, it's been wonderful, honestly. Cause like coming from USC, you know, I didn't have to block as much and like moving to the SEC I'm more in the trenches. So with Casey like helping me is perfect. You like kind of that added role of kind of being a blocker as well? Yeah, I, I feel like it would help my job stop. I feel like every time it needs to be able to block. You made some uh, circus-like catches Saturday uh-huh. scrimmage and uh, uh, Lane just agreed it was kind of, they were kind of grown man catches. Oh, yes, sir. Uh, just kind of take us through that scrimmage and, and a couple of those long balls you caught. Uh, I know I had uh, one vertical when Jackson put it on the uh, linebacker's head. I mean, that's what we practice, honestly. So, like, if me and Jackson are just chilling at the house, we'll go – to the indoor, and I'll stand in that exact spot, and he'll put it in that exact spot, and that's that's the catch we'll work on. So it's like when we do it in practice, it's like second nature, and we just wrap it over and over again. You got you got to bring me Yes, sir. We stay in the same house. What's it like as a roommate? That's my brother. I mean, whatever he does, I do. So I mean, it's perfect. Gotta ask, how'd you end up uh, dunking on Knox? How, how, how did that? Uh, Kip was Kip asked me, could I jump over him? I was like, of course. Like, so I just did it. You know, I wish I. Would, could have did a little bit more crazy, something crazy, or like a windmill or something. I might try it next time. You came here with an already established relationship with Jackson Darnock. Yes, sir. How's your relationship with Luke Altmaier? Oh, Luke, actually, the day before signing day, uh, I think I think I was talking to Kiffin, and then Luke hit me up, but I wasn't. I didn't like decommit or anything. But me and Luke, we kind of already knew each other, and I think like my first week here. I was catching passes from Luke, like, and I wasn't even, like, practicing with the team yet. We were still in the indoor throwing around and stuff, so, so everything is perfect. Kind of just going off that, can you compare the skill sets of, of your two quarterbacks uh, from what you've seen on the, on the field? Uh, they both have great arms. I mean, me and Luke's connection is going to get better over time because, like, you know, we just kind of, like, start throwing with each other. But me and Jackson's connection, I mean, we've been together for a year, so, I mean, it's, it's going to be a difference. But I feel like me and Luke can get on that same page as well. Uh, I ain't gonna lie, it's always been a focus for me. I still like play basketball probably every day. But I just feel like it keeps me well rounded with my feet and stuff, keep my balance good. Just kind of going off your relationship with Jackson. Um, is it kind of one of those things on the field where you guys know where you're gonna be without saying anything like Yeah, that? like the, on the pass he threw in the middle, we got when we got home, he was like, I knew you were gonna be there. That was the first thing he said when he walked in the house. And I was like, I knew you was gonna throw it there. I just had to run there. Super Talk Mississippi Media Production.